Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Hello and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Happy book launch week to you, Sidster. Well, likewise, Justin. This is a very exciting week. It is an exciting week. Finally, uh, after a year and a half of work, the uh, the book that you and I spent so much time writing and your sister Taylor uh, drew pictures for it. That's not the preferred no. term, Let's I think. Let's try illustrated. Illustrated. Mm-hmm. Illustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is available now. Uh, if you could find it. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. Wonderful, amazing, supportive listeners for buying our book in such numbers that for a while it was hard to get. It's still, Hopefully, it's, well, it's still hard, to, hard get, to get, but that more are coming. More are coming. More are, more are being delivered. More are being printed. Yes. Uh, so thank you so much for your support. If you want to get the book, if you haven't gotten it yet, uh, bit.ly forward slash the Sawbones book. You'll find a bunch of different links. Even if a place says they're out of stock, uh, go ahead and like put in your order. And then as soon as they're there, they are literally getting shot, getting stock like today, tomorrow, it, in yeah. the next several days, and then even more being printed beyond that. But so thank you stock so is much. coming. And a lot of Barnes and Noble stores, physical stores apparently, do have these in stock. Uh, and uh, if you're in the Huntington area, we got a signing um, on Saturday at 2 p.m. You can definitely pick one up That's there because right. you have to buy one there uh, for that event. But you can do that 2 p.m. Saturday at the Barnes. Uh, no, sorry, at, at the, the Books, Books a Million, a million mm-hmm. in Huntington, West Virginia. Technically Barbersville, but whatevs. That's right. And then we're doing another one of those in Charleston on the 27th, and then New York. On the 17th, we'll be at, at the, the Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Noble in Tribeca. Yes. Uh, so come out, see us. Thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But we are celebrating the launch of our book by doing what we do best, Sawbones, Back to Basics. That's right, Justin. I can't take credit for finding this this excellent topic. I, I, I usually am pretty good about sharing that credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually. Terry tweeted this, this fella's name at me uh, to look into, and I checked my email, and both Malachi and Julie have recommended this as well, so thank you all for this topic. I'm going to tell you about... A doctor named Weston Price. Weston Price is a very doctorly name. I it is. Have to say. It is. And now he is actually. I should. I should be clear. When I say doctor, I mean doctor of dentistry. He is a dentist, or uh, was a dentist. Yeah, I could tell from the uh, the the sneer in your voice no, that he wasn't I, a doctor like you. <laughs> you just, can't stand dentists. I have dentists. no. I have no beef with dentists. With white, when was the last time you went to a dentist? That has nothing to do with my like me disliking dentists. Raise your hand if it's over a decade. She's raising her hand, folks. I'm it's not. Up in the air. I, 
I am crying so ashamed more so than most people I'm I am appreciative of dentists because in medical school they don't teach you a lot about teeth I am beginning to wonder if that's on purpose because we don't want to steal anything from the dentists I I assume that they do teach you how you should feel about dentists, Sid. You yes. have to be taught to hate and fear. No. You have to be taught from year to year. You have to be carefully taught. And that's how Sydney uh, learned to despise dentistry okay. and its practitioners. None of this is true. I love dentists. And I, you know Not there are, there are dentists and dental hygienists. They are listening and they think you're serious. I love dentists. I am so appreciative of what you do, and dental health is incredibly important. And I am not going to knock on Dr. Price because he was a dentist. I'm knocking on him because of all the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. But you'll, you're, mm. you're enjoying it because he was a dentist. No. The divide between medicine and dentistry is called the historic rebuff, and that's an episode that we'll do mm. eventually because that's, that's an amazing name. But I have no rebuff. I, for, I will not rebuff dentists. They are wonderful. But not so much Dr. Price, who lived from 1870 to 1948. He was a Canadian dentist, practiced a lot in Cleveland, Ohio. And if you, if you believe his followers today, because this stuff persists today, as we'll get into, uh, he is the Isaac Newton of Nutrition. That's what they call him. That's a good name. Isaac Newton I'd love of to, Nutrition. I'd love to be the Isaac Newton of Nutrition if the option was still available. I would love to sign up for that. There there are many in the dental field, and I, I am not in the dental field, but I will also be one of the people who now think of him as the patron saint of quack, crack, quack, excuse me, patron saint of quack dentistry because he was wrong about some stuff. So he may have started out as just a regular dentist, just doing the dentist thing. Um, but he didn't end up that way. He was, there was a debate at the time when he was practicing dentistry about root canal therapy. Okay. Uh, before I get into that debate, do you, do you want to explain what a root canal is? Yeah, I've had one. It's sort of the way, okay. I had to look this up because again, I feel like maybe even doctors know less than the average person about dentistry. They, they did, they did did dig a hole. Yeah. Into your tooth down the middle and then uh-huh. they take out the tooth's guts. Yeah, more or less. And then you put stuff back in. Tooth like stuff. Like inert substance. Cotton, whatever. No, it's like a rubbery. It's called a gutta percha. Gutta percha? Yeah. Okay. Which is like a tree. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a resin, a rubbery substance from a tree. Okay. And they stick it down in there. So yeah, they, they dig out the infected or inflamed pulp and put the, the inert substance in there instead and you do that because again a tooth is either infected for some reason or it's been like damaged in some sort of trauma and so it's all inflamed inside something like that and it's causing you a lot of pain right or like in a case of an infection can make you really sick so that's a root canal and for a long time if your tooth was jacked up you know medically speaking mm-hmm. they would just yank it out right right just go and like Barber surgeons did that. You know, lots of people we've talked about at old timey medicine shows. They would like put somebody up on stage and yank a bunch of teeth out as fast as possible so people could watch because there wasn't TV yet. Because they're nasty. (laughs) But there were other smarter dentists who said, you know what? I don't think we should be pulling all these teeth out because if you lose all your teeth, it's hard to eat. 
And that's a major problem, actually. See, I do know some things about teeth. That is a major problem <laughs> as we get older. If you've lost your teeth and you, you know, don't you don't have false teeth or, or dentures or anything, um, eating and nutrition can become a big issue in, in our elderly population. And so it's really important to keep your teeth healthy and to keep your teeth, period. Yeah. So. There had to be a better way, and root canals were the better way. There has to be a better way. Because with a root canal, you can save a tooth instead of just digging it out of there. Right. But there were still people at this point in history who were nervous about it. There was some trepidation. Should we, some should trepidation. we really? Trepidation? No, that won't help your teeth. <laughs> don't, don't, no trepidation. That's not no, necessary. Trep- haha. Trepidation. Trepidation. Okay, got it. But anyway, so Dr. Price got into this debate and, and said, you know, I'm kind of falling on the side that I think root canals are doing more harm than good. I think we should just be yanking all these teeth out because what he believed is what he came to call the focal infection theory. And what that meant is that when you do a root canal, you kind of open up pathways, like by drilling down into the tooth and removing stuff, you're opening up pathways for bacteria and, and germs and other organisms to get in and invade and hide. Okay. And you're, you're opening up this, this way for secret infections to form in your mouth. The most tantalizing kind of infections. <laughs> Scandalous. Secret infections. Indulgence. Instead of secret confessions. Yeah. Secret infections. <laughs> So they're hiding in your mouth, and as a result, they can cause all kinds of diseases. So he was linking these perceived secret oral infections to systemic diseases, things like arthritis or anemia or acne or all kinds of stomach and and gut disorders, all kinds of GI tract problems. He basically said that all this stuff could be traced back to a focal infection in the mouth and root canals were opening people up to these. Mm. So instead of doing a root canal, he said, you know, the better thing to do is just pull the tooth out. And then you don't risk creating this focal infection. Okay. That seems rational enough. It, I mean, it's like the if you don't know anything about dentistry, that sounds. Wow, Sid. Okay. Well, I mean. Going a little hard. But just that's saying. Fine. Then that sounds like, well, maybe that's true. But the thing is, it's not true. The focal infection theory is wrong. Now, he published his his works and uh, it was there was a lot of controversy because they were already debating how best to manage, you know, some endodontal disease inside the tooth. And they this created a lot of a lot more people uh, being worried about it and, you know, being concerned, like maybe well, maybe we're on the wrong track. I don't know. This guy published all these papers and he's saying that this I mean, is a honestly, bad idea. If I had known he was a fellow author, I would have never agreed to besmirch him in this way. Us authors have to stick together you say uh i'm not gonna stick with this guy okay so he and he was in these works that he published so he published dental infections and related degenerative diseases and dental infections oral and systemic and they were even like used as references in textbooks um in the mid-1930s so he he made some headway with these ideas this concept that a lot of human disease could be traced back to secret infections in the mouth uh, the problem is that he was wrong and most dental professionals knew this. Mm. So as quickly as these ideas were being adopted, they were kind of being disputed and then rejected. So it's it's interesting. I, maybe dentists are just better at this than doctors mm. because you don't see like these ideas about the focal infection theory 
in like invade dentistry and take root and hold on for years to come. Mm-hmm. Like it was really in the at the same time in the 30s that people were starting to read his works that everybody was summarily saying no 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 don't pull teeth out don't do this this is this is a bad thing and people started uh really critiquing the work that he did the studies that he did to try to prove these theories Mm -hmm. um they were bad science there were a lot of flaws in the design of his studies he had a lot of technical limitations and and there were a lot of ways that he interpreted the data that wasn't completely accurate um coming to conclusions that you couldn't really make they didn't have control groups in a lot of the studies, mm. you know, a group that you didn't do something to, to compare the group you did stuff to. Mm-hmm. Um, he he did a lot of studies in rabbits. A lot of the stuff that he was basing this on was stuff he did in rabbits. And he would use really high, like, amounts of bacteria to create these infections that he could then treat and stuff mm-hmm. in his sample in excessive doses that you wouldn't necessarily see. Um, and then also, like there were all kinds of experimental biases because people would have bacterial contamination like during tooth extractions as well. So anyway, his studies were poorly designed. His conclusions were flawed. Everybody figured that out. And while he was going around pulling out everybody's teeth, everybody else said, this isn't, no, no, we're not doing this. So dentistry as a whole rejected it, Mm -hmm. which is why we still have root canals, right? Right. Like that, that persisted. So now you have this problem, you go to the dentist, they're not just going to yank your tooth out right away. They're going to try to do a root canal, save the tooth, save your ability to keep eating, you know, preserve your nutrition forever. Got it. So if that we, was... We fixed it. Wow. Right. That was easy. I know. Good job, everybody. Dentists, right? Dentists are better at this, I think. Dentists than have doctors. it on lock. But that wasn't enough for Dr. Price. Because oh, no. if he wasn't going to make a mark for himself by convincing dentists to yank everybody's teeth out... He was going to make a mark for himself some other way. So he started to research instead the connection between nutrition and dental disease. And then again, his goal, just as it was with the focal infection theory, his goal was to link all this to illness as a whole, to to help to our general wellness and health. So it's not just about eating in a way that results in good dental hygiene It's eating in a way that preserves your oral health, which will therefore prevent disease in the rest of your body or manage disease or treat disease, right? Food is medicine? Yeah, it's food is medicine. It's food is medicine for your mouth and by way of your mouth, the rest of you. Does that kind of make sense? Sure. So he was trying to figure out what the ideal diet was to do this. And the way that he decided to figure this out was to travel the world and basically catalog what people ate all over the world. I mean, he went everywhere Mm -hmm. um, from, you know, very uh, urban societies, industrialized places to like tribal populations and, and, you know, people like all over the spectrum and on every continent. He went everywhere. Sounds like, like, get a camera on this guy. You got a, a, a travel show going. He Let's took 15,000 photos of the, teeth. The Phil Rosenthal of his day. <laughs> uh, except he came back with uh, 15,000 photos of teeth. Mm-hmm. Because what he would do okay. is he would... <laughs> that, I, I would like to rescind my uh, my offer <laughs> on this television program. I don't think a bunch of still images of teeth is going to be great TV. Can you Can you imagine if you, like broke into his house because you wanted to like steal his tv 
and you found 15,000, like, oh. like a pile of 15,000 pictures of teeth. Oh, like, I've, I've screwed up. How fast would you run? Oh, I've, made, fast, a, I've made a huge mistake. How fast would you bolt? I'm so sorry. I've made a massive, massive miscalculation. So he went, he interviewed people. Possessions. He asked them about their diet and they took pictures of their teeth. Uh, and he began to come up with what he thought was like the ideal diet based on how how great a person's teeth were. Mm-hmm. Like the better their teeth were, the better their diet must be, the healthier they must be. So I'm going to come up with this great diet. What he began to find was a theme. People in the less developed world, like specifically like tribal populations, had better dental health. They had fewer cavities and therefore he believed were probably healthier overall. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I don't I didn't get a sense that he was necessarily studying that because he wasn't he was a dentist. So his mm-hmm. his focus was oral health. But it was kind of the assumption that if your oral health, if you got your teeth in order, you must be really healthy otherwise. Okay. Um, so he began to theorize that specifically the Western diet was responsible for bad teeth. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to revolutionize the Western diet by taking it back to its, you know, primitive origins, I suppose. Okay. Like, and, like what exactly? Well, I'm going to tell you what his dietary program was and still is. Oh no. But first let's go to the billing department. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McQuarrie fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McElroy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? 
from 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 a, a box pre-prepared? All I got at two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. So, Sid, uh, you were going to tell me about Dr. Price's plan. That's right. So to save us all. I'm going to go through, there There were a lot of points to this plan, and I, I'm not going to go through every single one. I'm just going to try to kind of hit some of the highlights. Some of this stuff isn't like bad advice. There's a lot of kind of what you might hear today, eat whole unprocessed foods. Sure. Um, he was a big proponent of meat. He was all about eating like beef, lamb, organ meat, poultry, eggs, like eat a lot of meat he mm-hmm. was all about that and one fish he was all about fish um big into like make sure that it's wild and that the water isn't polluted and that kind of thing sure right um he was very much into dairy products but he was insistent that this stuff should be raw he was quite anti-pasteurization <laughs> okay because you know then you get all those yummy germs out of there you get that good stuff so he, he was very much into the idea of raw milk um, that is a theme throughout a lot of his, his work. Uh, animal fats are important. So lots of butter, lots of cream, lots of lard, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um, uh, vegetable oils. He was big on cod liver oil specifically. Basically, everybody should take it. He just thought it was the perfect superfood. They call it that. They're number one weird burps, right? You give weird any, any kind of fish can, any okay. fish oil can, fish oil but um, but specifically cod liver oil was the one that he he wanted everybody to use. Um, of course, I mean, again, like good stuff, fresh fruits and vegetables, and um, you can eat some whole grains. Although he thought grains in general were not great. Well, so, that's not that far off, right? What? Well, to the extent that like maybe grains are the reason we have human cancers. Well, that's maybe a little overzealous. <laughs> I would say uh, big into fermented foods. Sure. That's okay. fine. Um, had specific salts. Like one I found was like a specific Celtic salt that everybody should go find and buy. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, obviously traditional sweeteners, not not the fake stuff. Um, unpasteurized wine or beer. Unpasteurized only, wine only or beer? Unpasteurized wine or beer. Cook only in stainless steel, cast iron, glass, or enamel. <laughs> Use only natural food-based supplements. Get plenty of sleep, exercise, and natural light. Sure. Good, and good, 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 good. Here's the last piece of, this is dietary advice. Think positive thoughts and practice forgiveness. That's good advice, though. That's dietary advice. That's good advice. You think positive thoughts? I'm positively going to eat. I mean, good I have no, I have today. no problem with thinking positive thoughts or practicing forgiveness. I think I for- those are excellent things to do. I don't know what they have to do with your diet. You forgive yourself for eating so much pizza. You think positively <laughs> about the pizza you'll eat later. It makes perfect sense to me. A lot of this diet was what was he what he called the primitives diet. Mm. I want to eat like the primitives do. 
meaning less developed societies. They all died. <laughs> they all died so young. So the, it really, a lot of this did not take into consideration um, that in some cases, the, it, it wasn't that people were healthier. It's just different. Like the, the, the health issues are different. And specifically, he was going to populations that maybe had issues with undernourishment, with malnourishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very different... Like cre- that, a very different constellation of chronic diseases and problems that affect a community like that than one that is maybe, you know, suffering from an abundance of unhealthy foods, mm-hmm. right? Like right. more like our Western society. Right. So uh, he he fell victim to what we would what has been referred to as the in quoting myth of the healthy savage. So the idea that people who are more in tune with nature live healthier because they live more like we are like our ancestors used to live. Right. And all of this is based on a lot of stereotypical, like prejudicial beliefs about, you know, people who are native to certain parts of the world and indigenous cultures and things like that. Um, It's also tied to like the natural fallacy. Precisely. The idea that if we just did things a lot more like we did 200 years ago, we'd all be better off, Mm -hmm. which I think we have categorically proven is not Definitely not. No, it's and not definitely necessarily not 500 true. years ago. No. You'd actually be better served for 600 years ago <laughs> rather than getting into the, the those, those gnarly Middle Ages. Yeah, really. Um, and so he thought we need to turn to a less advanced way of like growing food, of storing food, of preparing food, and then we'd all be healthier, which is where all like the raw stuff comes in. I mean, raw meat in general, raw shellfish, raw anything is as part of this program Mm. um and then of course like i said don't don't pasteurize stuff and it's important when i throw that out there like raw milk was a huge cause of foodborne illness until pasteurization became a thing so drink raw milk is very dangerous advice Mm -hmm. that i am not giving you i realize that sentence i need to do not drink raw milk let me try that again (laughs) Yeah, raw, like, kind of, I know there's a raw food movement, but I feel kind of like raw, a lot of stuff I would prefer rather not. Well, like, it's very rarely used to connotate, like, good, ingest, go. No, well, and I don't think the raw food movement, and I'm not an expert on the raw, I'm not, I've never, you know, that's not my lifestyle, I've never only eaten raw food, but I don't think they mean go eat raw meat. They probably, I would imagine I, meat is not a big part of No, of I'm, the diet. I, I think I'm, I'm fairly certain that it's more of a, it's a, like a vegan diet, isn't it? Or I a vegetarian. You it's know, a plant based diet. Listen, I love to cook broccoli <laughs> and I'm never going to change. I've, I've seen videos of people making like raw food pizzas and different things and I've never seen them. That's not <laughs> Pete, you queer. If you've ever made raw food pizza, pretend I'm grabbing you by the cheeks. I have no problem. I'm squishing your face. That's not pizza. Look at me in the eye. That's not pizza. What like Daniel Tiger does. I put 30 cucumbers and 40 tomatoes on there, mom. Is it pizza now? No, Daniel, it's not. You didn't make pizza, dog. Oh, God, it drives me wild. Every pizza he makes on the show, which he does like every episode. They're vegetarians, though. They are vegetarians, which like, hey, everybody. I love it. I love what you're going for. They are tigers. <laughs> you're, pl- I mean, please, they're tigers, though. Please. That's miseducation uh, for our children. And their pizzas look so whack. It's yeah. just green peppers. It's a veggie rainbow, Justin. It's a veggie rainbow. That's fine, Daniel. It's not pizza. 
you've been driven mad by your lack of meat in your tiger diet. I I have no problem if people want to eat raw food. I am I am saying don't eat raw. Unless don't drink raw milk. Unless you're that a tiger and you're listening to our show. Saying. And I'd be very careful with raw meat. I, but I'm one of those people who like once it all cooked, I, I just want just cook it. Just cook it. Just I don't want to take any chances. I'll have some ceviche just, from just time to time. My, Get a little ceviche. Does that count? A little ceviche. Just cook it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so why is this? Why does this matter now? So he came up with a wild diet and he had some some thoughts about dentistry that turned out to be wrong. We, um, we shuffled him off to the annals of time. So why does this matter? So Price developed what is called holistic dentistry. Now, holistic dentistry, which like, I hate the I hate when the word holistic gets used this way. Mm-hmm. Holistic is a good way to look at people when we're talking about like medical care, or dental care, health care in general, like to look at a whole person. Holistic is a good thing. But then it gets used in something like this. And holistic dentistry, as far as I could tell, means like, let's allow for these ideas that this guy had that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not holistic. That's wrong. Well, let's try an assortment of things that work and that don't. <laughs> yes. So there was like a nonprofit that was established in 1952 um, to, you know, include holistic dentistry and that wasn't a big they have an archive of all of his works but that wasn't a big deal the big deal is a foundation the weston a price foundation that was co-founded in 1999 because a lot of his research was like resurfaced in the 90s and then tossed around among various medical and dental circles and nutritional circles as like look this guy had this idea once and everybody thought he was wrong but hey maybe we'll buy it anyway and so this foundation was formed in 99 and it's going strong still. It's it's based on his research and it has like 13,000 members now. Sydney, okay. you sent me a link to the webpage and I'm dead now. I'm dead. I'm worried because if you look at their webpage, it doesn't immediately it is not immediately obvious that it is it's all wrong. I'm like if you read it and you know, you know it's wrong. But it, you know, sometimes you look at a website and you go, okay, well, well, who made this? This is not real. Theirs is a little better done than that, um, which is a little disturbing. So what, what does this foundation endorse? So we've got his diet. Great. You got that diet. But they go much farther than that. So in order, in addition to following this, this very, um, this very fat filled diet, it's very very fatty the whole diet Mm -hmm. a lot of animal fats and things they also are anti-fluoride why not sure okay they believe high cholesterol i mean i can okay we both said why not no that's okay bad and wrong i guess i mean as long as Cindy doesn't want to get a bunch of more emails from fluoride people but like sorry sorry it was one of the it was one of the greatest greatest public health achievements of the 20th 20th century century. yes fluoride is good they do not believe that. They think fluoride is bad. They think that um, high cholesterol as you get older is good and is associated with positive health outcomes, <laughs> except sometimes it's not. Mm. Not clear when, but then you should take artichoke and that'll fix it. Yeah. They're against mercury, fill, like the amalgam fillings that have mercury. There's a lot of people who will tell you that those are causing like secret disease and you need to get them removed or you're going to have toxins or something. And so they're, they're among those people. They have some weird ideas about breastfeeding. Um, I got deep into these breastfeeding articles where they're basically arguing that breastfeeding sounds good and everything, but if mom doesn't eat this kind of diet, then her milk is essentially useless. Mm-hmm. And so then she shouldn't breastfeed. So a person 
should not breastfeed if they if they don't follow this diet. And then in that case, they actually recommend a that you make baby formula on your own. Don't buy formula. That's what they say. If you're not going to breastfeed, don't buy formula. Make homemade baby formula out of cow or goat milk that is unpasteurized you, to feed your newborn. Oh. This is extremely dangerous, by extremely the way. I mean, I'm, this is beyond just like, well, that seems wrong. This is incredibly dangerous. Um, they obviously uh, are going to include a lot of homeopathic remedies in here. There's tons of different uh, treatments, homeopathic treatments. Oh my god, this um, website. They have uh, they 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 have chelation therapy is one of the things they promote. They believe sunlight prevents melanoma. What can you? They just, blame. Where's anonymous when you need them to take somebody down? They blame autism on abnormal gut flora and they tell you that if you just eat the right diet you can cure your child's autism um they uh are anti-vax you knew that was coming you knew that was coming that you do not need vaccinations because one they're dangerous chemicals and two you can prevent all childhood diseases with the proper diet this there is a Help. I have so many there more is a headline of help us make raw milk legal mm. in the last seven states you they have lots of um, calls to action on there. They have under the vaccine section, they have a whole area where you can like uh, find out about vaccine laws that are being passed in different states. So you can call and yell at them if they're trying to make it um, harder to skirt vaccines. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have advice on how to like get a, an exemption, a medical exemption, um, basically how to lie it's how to it's how to I mean to fraudulently to get lie. your child out of vaccines to lie. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they have they have like advice on that and lawyers that you can can hire to help you fight vaccines because you want your child to get preventable diseases and be sick, I guess. Um, they also have some things like uh, they, they are big proponents of the idea that electromagnetic radiation is uh, causing things like ADHD and autism. Or at the very least that mercury is causing ADHD and autism and electromagnetic radiation prevents us from excreting mercury. How could you just spring this on me at the end of the episode? And this is like a real website. I'm looking at it. WestonAprice.org. It is amazing. So they, what? They tell you. They tell you. I thought you would like this, Justin. So here's your protocol to lower your EMR exposure. Turn off Wi-Fi at night for at least 12 hours. I don't know what a Cat5 or 6 Ethernet cable is, but you're supposed to use those. Unplug all cordless phones. Keep all mobile devices six feet from children. Turn them off in the car. Don't use any wireless technologies day or night for two weeks when you start. It's like an EMR detox, perfect. I suppose. Yes, yes, perfect, yes. And finally, this is the best. From the breaker box, turn off the electricity to your child's bedroom at night. Keep a flashlight in there. Because they don't have electricity. <laughs> Can you imagine how mad you'd be at your parents? Oh my god! Where did you you read this? Where on a website? What? Uh, there's just they have. They believe measles is a cure for a, a kidney disorder called nephrotic syndrome. That if you give people measles, it'll cure it. Um, they think that strep infections will cure cancer. Uh, they believe in treating herpes with St. John's wort, Spanish fly for sunburns. <laughs> Ugh. 
Uh, don't get tetanus vaccines. Just clean the wounds really well and eat the right things. And they also believe that vaccination makes patients susceptible to HIV and hepatitis C. Um, I could keep going. There's so many. Anyway, don't. I won't. This is like all... They have a, can I just tell you, they have a one, they have detoxes. They tell you that you don't need detoxes and they also have detoxes. And they say that there's one, you know, you might have one specific intoxication. I don't know. You're, 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 you're toxic. If you have a consistent, overly loud voice, a red face, hard and rigid pressure points, uh, strong body odor, strong pause, pulse, and a thick yellow coating on your tongue. And if you have all that, then you have a toxin. And so to detox it, then you just you eat this diet and then you also need to have a lot of fermented drinks and then some vitamin C and some dandelion. This is hell. I mean, I'm this is I'm in actual hell. And I'm assuming cod liver oil. Also, they do recommend coffee enemas because, of course, they do. of course, they but do. don't drink coffee. They actually say coffee is really bad for you unless you squirt it up your butt. Then it's fine. Then it's fine. Then it's fine. So anyway, they are peddling this misinformation. The vaccine stuff just makes me. All the stuff. But yeah, all of it. I mean, all of it does. But they're they're advocates against science. There's basically I saw one comment, one one critique of it. Science based medicine did a great um, their website. They did a great like takedown of this website. But uh, I saw one person say, basically, if you want to know what to do for your health, look on this website and do everything the opposite. They just get it. Just completely. Completely maybe wrong. It's a prank. Is it maybe a prank? No. One, one, a Terry who who tweeted this at us to to check it out, um, made the point that they get like fifty eight million hits or something. I, they get crazy hits. This place, this website gets crazy hits. I mean, it's it's out there disseminating lots of misinformation at a high volume. All based on. I almost feel a little sorry for this Dr. Price because I don't think he bought all this. I don't think He's this just like was what? his intended legacy. I think what he wanted was people to eat more. You know, animals, sorry if you don't like to eat animals, but I think that's what he wanted. I think he wanted you to eat a lot of meat, eat a lot of oil, and eat a lot of vegetables, and cook in a cast iron skillet and think positive thoughts. And like, (laughs) I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna take the guy to task for that stuff. I don't know that he intended for his legacy to be all this complete quackery. complete nonsense. Complete quackery. Complete quackery. Thank you, Sydney, for this infuriating... Uh, 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 offering, I appreciate you uh, sharing it with us. Um, You're thank, welcome. Thank you to you for listening uh, to our show. We hope that you have enjoyed it. Um, get your flu shots. Get, get your flu shots right now, um, uh, and uh, you will be happy that you did. We got ours. We probably even waited a little bit longer uh, than we should have, but that's life. The important thing is that we're getting them. I want to say thank you to the taxpayers for the use of our song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Uh, thanks to Maximum Fun Network as, for having us as a part of their extended podcasting family. Bit.ly forward slash the Sawbones book is where you can get our book. Uh, you can also come see us uh, Saturday, uh, October 13th. That's tomorrow if you're listening to this today. Wow, this got confusing. Books a Million in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. On the 27th, we'll be in uh, Charleston and 17th. I don't know why I keep doing them in this order. Our, our child is now eating the windscreen. This infant is eating the windscreen. This is parenting at its finest. That's going to do it for us, folks. So until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. As always, don't drill a hole in your head.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.